0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett.
1: Hello, Katie.
0: And Cameron Spinn.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Okie dokie. So, this is season six.
1: Indeed. It's the beginning of a new season, and we're going to kick off the season, hopefully, with a bang. And a pal. (laughs)
0: Big pal. And a wham. (laughs) Kablooey. Throwing it way back. (laughs)
1: Sure, absolutely. As you all know, we are super fans of pop culture. And one one element of pop culture that is absolutely unavoidable these days is the superhero film. And this week, we are celebrating National Superhero Day. National Superhero Day is April 28th. And uh, so we're going to do a podcast dedicated to... Superheroes.
0: Okay, okay. I know you're super excited about the superheroes, but we actually have some meat to this episode. We're gonna talk about recession. Oh, because that's
2: a big scary that's word. It's a big
0: scary word, but as much as everybody's talking about superheroes, they're also talking about recession. So I guess. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get through superheroes and then we can talk about recession. Okay. Okay, uh chat GPT, which I had no idea what this was. Um, but I think we're actually going to do a whole episode explaining what this is. But it's a new search engine. Is that right?
2: Intelligence chatbot um, or like a natural language processing tool. Those are a lot of fancy words, but it allows you to have human-like conversations and do a lot of simple tasks like uh, composing emails or essays or code. Recently, I put in what you call a prompt. That's you telling chat GPT what to do. And I said, write a poem about Bullcast with Katie Court, and Cam. And it wrote me this... Massive poem that was perfect.
0: Mm. We're gonna to have to read the poem next episode. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, Nicole, she put into Chat GPT, predict your superhero names, and so she predicted our superhero names. So mine is Heel Heroin.
1: Heel Heroin. <laughs> I like that. As in high likes shoes. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> mine is uh, mine is Fangbuster. She <laughs> apparently she apparently told ChatGPT that I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so that's that's where that came from. <laughs>
0: Fangbuster. <laughs> Fangbuster. <Fame>
1: <laughs> and I am disc master.
2: It's referring to disc golf, but I just read that as like a DJ.
0: <laughs> DJ Cam. Wicka wicka. Okay, so would you rather superhear Edition? Would you rather have superhuman hearing or superhuman vision? Mm. Vision. Hearing.
1: Hmm. Superhuman vision. Does that mean X-ray vision or does it just mean that I can see really far? I assumed X-ray and far. Okay. Interesting. Then I'm going with superhuman vision.
0: Okay. Would you rather be a billionaire supervillain or a poor superhero Hmm. that never gets paid for doing good?
1: Billionaire supervillain. Same.
0: Villain. Yep. Yep. Would you rather live in a world of magic, a world of superheroes, or a world of advanced technology? Magic. Oh, I thought you'd go technology. I really was.
1: Um, you surprised me on that one because I was thinking you would say advanced technology. Just drop me in Middle Earth and call it a day.
0: <laughs> Magic.
1: Um, I'm actually gonna say uh, advanced technology.
2: Yeah, I thought of you and Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh together. man,
0: wait. No, then yeah, I want to hang out with Tony Stark. <laughs> like that's the world I want to be in. Okay. Would you rather be able to shapeshift, teleport, fly, or become invisible?
2: Mm, Invistible
0: I think that's what I said when I was younger Was invistible
2: Mm. We've kind of talked about this before I like Nightcrawler in the X-Men series Mm -hmm. Because he can teleport But I think flying would be amazing
1: Flying I think would lose its luster If you could just teleport everywhere I mean I think like teleport I get somewhere in the blink of an eye I'll see you there when you get there Flying through the clouds And in the rain and so forth So yeah I'm teleporting Mm.
0: Shapeshift well, I mean, it's okay. So I love True Blood, and um, Sam, on he's a shapeshifter, and so he can like you know be a dog, be all these different places. But the whole phrase of if you were a fly on the wall. If you are a shapeshifter, you could be a fly on the
1: wall. Well, you could do that if you were invisible as well. See, that's that's why I avoid saying invisible, because invisibility has its perks. I mean, like, you know, if you ever felt like you were in danger, you could disappear. Nobody could see you to kill you or to rob you or to whatever. But a lot of the benefits of being invisible, let's face it, are, are, are pretty much criminal. Like, oh, well, if I turn invisible, then I can go rob a bank and nobody will know it was me. Or I can just steal it and nobody will ever even know it was stolen. Or... Oh, if I was a, invisible, I could go be a Peeping Tom or something. And like invisibility has its <laughs> oh, like pervy okay, it's element got real, to it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like if if you think about it, what what are the benefits to being invisible? A lot of them are kind of sketch. So, I'm staying away from that going <laughs> with teleportation.
0: Okay, so would you rather have Wolverine claws or a lightsaber?
1: Lightsaber. 100%.
0: I think lightsaber.
1: I'm going claws,
2: the mm. adamantium claws. Mm. There
0: you go. Would you rather have the powers of Thor or Loki?
2: I mean, what can either of them really do? I don't <laughs> even know. Thor can fly and summon lightning. Loki what can Loki is, do? Loki is a trickster. Yeah, that's
1: right. He, he can shapeshift. He can shapeshift. Okay, so. then I'm going Loki. Yeah, I think, I think I'll think i go Loki too on this one. I'll go Thor.
0: Would you rather have two Marvel superhero powers or two DC superhero powers?
1: interesting two superheroes that's tricky
2: batman was always my favorite but he doesn't really have superpowers he's just a rich guy yeah i mean batman is a is a great comic book character but he doesn't really have Mm -hmm. powers i'll go marvel because it's just i guess a more interesting universe even though i love batman
0: i don't have an answer to this except for i think the dc villains are cooler
1: that's i mean fair
0: (laughs) okay so would you rather team up with wonder woman or captain marvel wonder woman Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. But that's
1: not because like all of these other people out there who seem to have a, a thing for hating on Captain Marvel that I hate. I, I don't hate Captain Marvel. I like Captain Marvel. I enjoy the character and I've enjoyed, you know, I enjoy the character in the movies as well, as well as the comic book character. But uh, Wonder Woman's better.
0: <laughs> okay. And the final on would you rather, DC or Marvel?
1: If we're going comics, I'm going DC. If we're going like uh, multimedia uh, TV, movies, and stuff like that. I'm going Marvel. I'll go DC because it's got my boy Batman.
0: Mm, Marvel. <laughs> so, world's richest superheroes and villains.
1: Mm, this should be fun because a lot of people don't know this. Okay, so I'll start. Black Panther net worth ninety point seven trillion. <laughs> a lot of money runs the entire country of wakanda which is the world's only deposit of the most precious metal in the world vibranium vibranium is stronger than adamantium and t'challa uh owns all of it making him incredibly rich in terms of assets t'challa is super super wealthy he's got kick butt powers i mean um overall he's he is a great superhero that a lot of people were obviously excited when he finally got his own movie because um, he's also representative of a culture that's underserved by the movies up to that point. So, you know, he's he's got a lot going for him. And ninety point seven trillion dollars. You know, that's all insane. I need is a billion. I'll take a <laughs> billion.
2: You made a good point. Black Panther is kind of the ideal superhero because he's got cool powers. Yeah. He's rich yeah. and technology. He's yeah. got a ton of technology. He's got a
1: ton of tech, but he's also got powers. He's also super, super intelligent. He's pretty much the full
0: package. There you go. <laughs> okay. the next one, Iron Man, mm-hmm. net worth $100 Obviously, I mean, who doesn't know who Iron Man is? Yeah. Stark Industries, Tony Stark. Personal wealth estimated to be around hundred billion. His company brings in billions from patents, inventions, weaponry, and he has no problem spending it. That is very true. He did fund the Avengers, so um, thanks for that. And he spent one point five billion on his Iron Man suit alone. Suits. Suits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All of the suits. The mocks. Yeah.
0: All of them. Yes, but um, I mean, I'd be Tony Stark. (laughs) Look who
2: I get. Batman, (laughs) worth a measly $80 billion. Bruce Wayne owns Wayne Enterprises, one of the biggest companies in the world, holding scores of patents, inventions, and products. And it's probably the only black skyscraper in Gotham City. (laughs) It stands out (laughs) like a sore thumb. He also has a mammoth amount in the way of assets, including owning one third of Gotham City. I don't think I knew that. He owns one third of Gotham. Wow. A huge mansion an estate and a collection of extremely expensive gadgets, weapons, and vehicles. His mansion has its own Batcave, which we all knew,
1: and he spent $80 million on vehicles alone. Okay, so it's interesting. A lot of times people sort of uh, compare Tony Stark and Batman. Neither of them have superpowers. Both of them have a ton of money, and both of them have really cool gadgets. Mm -hmm. They're both also super, super intelligent. Uh, Tony Stark in a different way than Batman. Batman is considered DC Comics' greatest detective. And you don't often get that element of Batman's character in the movies. But Batman is considered one of the most intelligent people in the DC universe and the greatest detective. And it wasn't until Matt Reeves' Batman movie with, um, what's his name, Twilight Kid. Robert Robert. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it wasn't until that movie that you really got to see Batman actually being a detective in a movie emo detective
0: he was so emo <laughs>
1: i love that movie though so next on the <laughs> list is lex Luthor. net worth 75 billion lex Luthor is uh, one of the most powerful ruthless and morally despicable characters in the dc universe owner of lex corp one of the world's most successful multinational companies lex Luthor is a billionaire with a level of wealth comparable to the real world bill gates He even funded his own campaign for American presidency. And in the comic books, he won and was actually the president of the United States. Uh, He also funds endless research and giant robots. The research and the robots are all towards his end goal of taking over the world or ending the world or whatever it is. But it's not ever good.
0: Okay, we've got Dr. Doom, net worth $35 billion. Victor Von Doom is one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe and the wealthiest. He is the ruler of the fictional Eastern European nation of Latveria? Latveria,
1: Latveria. Latveria. Latveria.
0: And has a great personal fortune to his name. He has his own army of robots and even built his own time machine. So money will never be a problem for Dr. Doom.
2: Next on the list is the green arrow worth $7 billion.
0: Who is this? They the Green
2: a- Arrow. He's a DC character. They had a CW show about him. Okay. Oliver Queen is a billionaire businessman and owner of Queen Industries, which makes a phenomenal amount of money each year. He also became the mayor of Star City and uses his political influence to not only make his superhero life easier, but to invest in companies he knows to be corrupt and to help bring them down
1: when he wishes,
2: just like Robin Hood.
1: Professor Charles Xavier, he is a doctor. He is a he is a doctor. He's the founder and the leader of the X-Men. He founded a school for mutants. Um, He was born into a wealthy family, and his inheritance made him rich from an early age. He has built up his wealth with a series of shrewd investments. Those investments may or may not be helped out by the fact that he is one of the world's super strongest telepaths. Uh, So he's now seriously wealthy, owns a huge mansion that is home to the X-Men and to the School for Mutants, uh, school for mutant children. He can use his abilities to make money on stocks and shares, and he <laughs> owns an X plane that looks suspiciously like an SR seventy one Blackbird. And you know that's a pretty except it's an SR seventy one Blackbird, except supersized, so it can carry all of the X Men at once. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: We did it. We talked about stocks and shares. There this you, is go. A financial there you podcast. go. It's a financial Dumb. podcast. Bingo. Boom, boom, boom.
0: <laughs> Get some advice from uh, Professor X. Let's rapid-fire go through this list. Highest-grossing okay. superhero films of all time, going from number 10 to number 1.
2: I'll start at number 10, Spider-Man, Far From Home, worldwide gross of $1.1 billion.
0: Whew. Okay, number 9, Aquaman, worldwide gross,
1: $1.14 Captain America Civil War, worldwide gross, $1.15 billion. Number 7,
2: Iron Man 3, worldwide gross, $1.2 billion.
0: Number six, Black Panther, worldwide gross, $1.3 billion.
1: Number five, Avengers Age of Ultron. I can't really even believe that made the list, but worldwide gross, $1.4 billion. Number four,
2: The Avengers, the original, worldwide gross of $1.5 billion.
0: Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home, $1.9 billion.
1: Number two, Avengers Infinity War. Worldwide gross, $2.0 billion.
2: And rounding out the list at number one, Avengers Endgame. Gross of
1: $2.8 billion. That was kind of a a, a mega-sized list, if you will. (laughs) It it was kind of just an homage to superheroes and Superhero Day, but... Now I guess we've got to actually get to the 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 meat and potatoes of our day. Hulk smash! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we've been talking about the wealthiest supervillains and all of the money that all of these movies have made. So, what better lead in to the topic of a recession? <laughs>
0: This is a big buzzword everybody's talking about. I mean, you cannot turn on a news station without hearing the word recession. You probably can't even get on social media without seeing it. And so, no, we're not going to dive so so deep into this that you we're going to put you to sleep. We're just going to kind of high level this and talk about recession.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people hear recession and especially in our in in what we do, a lot of people equate recession with I'm going to lose all my money. Mm-hmm. And the two don't necessarily—they're—they're they're, they're not completely one hundred percent correlative at all. At all, you know, yeah. they, it's not like oh, if there's a recession, then the market's going to dive too. They—they they operate independently of each other to a certain degree. That right.
0: that word sends a lot of panic in people. Yeah,
1: I'd like to pose a question that's not in the outline. What is your first
2: memory of? recession, the word, the Mm. actual occurrence of it, because I've got one. It was in college. I was working and that was in 2008. Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't get
2: fired or anything, but I just remember my boss starting to talk about it and things started getting a little bit tighter and a little scarier. And I was like, what is this thing called a recession? Like Mm. is everybody losing their jobs or
1: homes? Third or fourth grade. I know we learned about the great depression Mm -hmm. and I feel like you know, it's sort of throwing in when when we were learning about that, they also sort of threw at us, oh, and there's this other thing called a recession that's not as bad. And so I kind of knew like the Great Depression was all of these really poor people. Actually I think my first exposure to the Great Depression was Annie, the musical, <laughs> when I was really young. But you know, the Great Depression was all these poor people. And then they were like, oh yeah, and there's this thing called a recession too. But yeah, my first experience with an actual recession that I remember that I really legitimately remember going on. I don't know. I remember most of them since since 1980. So yeah, um,
0: I mean, mine would be around with you, Cam. It's like, College, it was one of those like, we're in college and we're a little bit stuck in our bubbles of like, what is actually really happening? Um, But you cause you heard all the rumbles about the housing market and things Mm -hmm. like that. I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to talk about exactly what a recession is, but it's almost like, I think everybody's kind of either numb to it or they're also really panicky because you think about what we've been going through with the pandemic, everything had to change with that And so it's kind of, some people are like, okay, whatever, bring it on. Here we go again. Like kind of just numb to it. Others are like, oh my gosh, we're never going to get a break. We keep getting hit left and right. So let's talk about what exactly this is and then how it's going to actually impact you. So a recession is a significant decline in economic activity. For an extended period of time. Economic mm-hmm. activity. I'm not saying that the stock market's going to crash. That's not what that meant. Yeah. It's typically characterized by falling GDP. De- Gross
1: domestic product. Yep.
0: Rising unemployment and declining consumer confidence and spending. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's break that up. Rising unemployment. Think about right now, there's a lot of large companies that are laying people off. And that's because there are a lot of them we talked about already with the... Um, bankruptcy and stuff like that. There are a lot of companies that are bloated. They've got way too many people in at the top line, or they've got too many people doing jobs that they could have less people doing. So they're having to trim the fat, quote unquote. So people are getting laid off, declining consumer confidence and spending. Things are getting more expensive again, and people are having to really kind of tighten their budget because it's more expensive to borrow money. Think about rent costs. Think about mortgage rates, things like that. And so you're kind of having to tighten the belts up. We don't have that free stimulus money coming in that people were just previously spending. Now they're having to tighten the belts a yeah, little bit. They're,
1: they're wanting to put their money away and save it save. in a little hidey hole because they're afraid everything's going to go away or get more get way more expensive.
0: So to go into a recession, and there's a whole economic cycle that you go through. So to be determined you are in a recession, it requires two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth to officially be declared a recession. Mm-hmm. Other indicators of a recession may include, you know, as we talked about, the rising unemployment rates, decrease in consumer spending, and a drop in business profits. So Cam, that's kind of like with yours, you were at that job. Your boss started kind of freaking a little bit, and it's like, okay, you know, can I afford to hire all, to have all these people on staff, or do I need to kind of trim the luxury jobs—the ones that really, yes, we love, but we can't afford to have anymore because. We don't have people spending as much.
1: Yeah, we don't have the revenue that we did have. We're you know we're not generating that revenue. So where are we going to cut costs?
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's also you know the government spending and things like that. It's I think most everybody has heard oh the budget cuts. Well, it all has ripple effects to it.
1: Contributors to recession could could be financial crises. I mean, you could have a, a, a natural disaster. Like, for instance, we've sort of been um, facing down this, this potential for a recession now for a few years because of all of the damage done to the economy because of government action in trying to combat COVID. I mean, uh, it, it had an effect on the economy. And so there is that potential for basically the government shut everything down the The economy basically came to a grinding halt. The economy has been recovering, but then we started seeing extraordinary inflation. So the Fed has been raising rates to try and combat inflation. And uh, because of the rise in rates, people are not spending as much, they're saving more. And all of this could potentially lead to a recession. Interesting, Kiplinger.com
2: says since 1857, a recession has occurred on average about every three and a quarter years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not an uncommon thing. It's not an uncommon thing. Just like a bull in a bear market. Mm -hmm. You know, the history's up, down, up, down. It's not
0: and recessions don't last that long. It's you know, on average, they're lasting about 10 months. It's since you know, 1950s, it's anywhere between two and eighteen months. So on average, 10 months. And so it may be one of those that you're technically in a recession and you may not notice depending on what's going on with your life depending on, you know, who you're surrounded with.
1: Well, yeah, there there are certainly industries, jobs, economic classes that are going to be more more impacted by a recession than other industries and jobs and economic classes.
2: Right. And that Kiplinger stat holds because the last recession that we had, as you know, was the 2020 recession, Mm -hmm. which just so happens to be the worst since the Great Depression. That was March of 2020. So Mm -hmm. we're in 2023. That stat is holding every three and Mm -hmm. quarter years.
0: And I mean, this is kind of that refresher of your job security. And it's don't ever get so cushy in your job that you're not prepared. That goes back to the whole financial planning thing of you always need to have that emergency fund of at least three months in case someone was to lose a job. We're not just spitting that out there. And you know, it's never going to happen. You're like, ha ha, it never happens to me because that's, that's what everybody thinks, but you never know. You never know if the company could go bankrupt or just, you could be the one on the chopping block and you've lost your job and now you haven't fully prepared. So you always prepare and recessions kind of remind you of that, that if you don't get chopped, then, you know, you need to think about your job security because you could.
1: More potential uh, factors that can contribute to a recession that we just happen to have coming up here are things like political instability. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're starting to see people gear up for yet another major election year coming in 2024. So always that kind of what's going to happen sort of effect on the economy uh, is a potential, potential there. But then there's also just natural Uh, business cycle fluctuations that can can affect it. Like we said, recessions are not an uncommon occurrence. So it's important, again, to point out that some of the effects of recession, I'm just going to read them real quick. We can get a little bit more in depth with them. But, um, you know, job loss, higher employment rates, uh, lower wages, reduced consumer spending, increased government spending on social welfare programs, decline in the value of assets such as real estate and stocks. So you hear that last one, that last potential effect of a recession is the decline in the value of stocks. But if you're hearing recession and you have money invested in securities, don't think of like, oh, a recession is coming. All of my money is in in securities. If If you're well diversified and so forth, if you have a proper amount of emergency cash and you have the right levels of liquidity, then a recession does not is not necessarily going to impact your long-term investment outlook and perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one or of those prospects. That, yeah. Some of the best options can be just don't touch it. Leave it alone because you've got a long-term plan. And if you've got that long-term horizon, leaving it alone during a recession, you may benefit because you know that it has time to recover, and you're going to benefit more from being in the market and staying in it and eventual recovery from it all. Um, I found this list interesting. It's things that you shouldn't do during a recession. So, you know, keep in the back of your mind, don't be a co-signer for somebody. I <laughs> thought that was interesting. Um, you know, just think twice about that. Yeah. Because there is, uh, when you go into recessions, there is slowing down of bankruptcy, slowing down of creditors getting paid because, you know, this is going on. You also shouldn't get an adjustable rate mortgage. Oh, yeah. No, don't do that. Wouldn't do that. You should not assume new debt if possible. Try and avoid that.
1: Oops.
0: (laughs) Uh, Don't take your job for granted. We'd already talked about that. And um, don't be making risky investments. Again, this is why you should kind of just stay the course, really know what your plan is. And, you know, recession is not the time to stick your neck out and try new things. Try new investments for sure. Biggest risk to avoid during a recession is, you know, it's the financial risk of it that you're better off avoiding some of these risks that you probably should be avoiding anyways. It's kind of one of those like, you know, really think about who are you co signing with if you are co signing. Really investigate if you have to get an adjustable rate mortgage. Really understand what that is. Same with any kind of debt, you need to look at it. You don't need to panic during a recession. Um, because you should be prepared. You should know, I've got my emergency fund if something happens to my job. If you own a business, it's best to avoid overextending yourself with risky new investments, with trying to do crazy you know, superhero saves here. This is not the time to be a superhero. It is really just to be calm, be strategic with what you do and purposeful with what you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hard when you're in a panic of it and especially hearing the word recession, because kind of how we talked about bankruptcy made us all think of monopoly. You get this image in your head of somebody who's like on the streets and like poor and just like down on their luck. That's what's like in my head of when you're thinking about a oh, recession and dark times. And and that's not what this is.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting though. One, one of the things that you, you think about uh, when you talk about a recession, or at least one of the things that we think about, it's sort of the way the, the government is going to respond to recession. And- We've talked before about the Fed and what the Fed does. We've talked about central banks around the world and how they're going to respond to a recession. And what are they going to do? They're going to adjust their policies. They're going to adjust their their interest rate. It's possibly going to potentially go down. They're going to increase government spending, maybe put more uh, money out there into infrastructure and so forth. They may put more money out into the, into the economy uh, through bonds and so forth by, by buying back uh, treasuries that are, that are out there. They may buy those back. It puts more money into the economy, trying to boost the economy up. But we've just seen the government do that just recently. Like we experienced Mm -hmm. that right after COVID with the 2020 recession. And that was what led to inflation. So now we're getting inflation under control Mm -hmm. And uh, we got inflation under control by, among other things, raising interest rates. So if we go into another recession, does the government respond by lowering interest rates and, you know, doing all of those other things that I just described, or will they take a more moderate approach this time to the recession and try and, since we're not trying to, boom, you know, kickstart the economy. Bam, pal. Yeah, (laughs) since we're not trying to, like, like just basically jumpstart it from zero, like it was in COVID uh, during the during the shutdown. Will they take a more moderate approach? Will they be careful and more cautious about how quickly they lower interest rates? I personally don't know the answer. I cannot predict what the what the Fed is going to do, but I can tell you that right now we're looking at the Fed maybe making one more interest rate increase before they stop. Now stopping increases does not mean they automatically start lowering the interest rate, but. It'll be interesting to see what they do. If we go into another recession, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that interest rate. Do they start lowering that interest rate again? And when? You know, is it nine months from now? Is it 12 months from now? It'll be fun. I don't know. Maybe I'm a nerd. No, I love it. And Katie talked
2: about not panicking, which I agree. And part of that, I think, is long-term perspective. That's how you don't panic. Build a balanced portfolio that can withstand, that's resilient to the inevitable downturn and recession and just have the long-term view. Don't think today, today it's recession. I gotta I got got make all these yeah. changes. Just try to look into the
1: future.
0: It's stuff you should be doing anyways.
1: I would like to point out that one of the superheroes that was one of the superpowers that was not listed, that is my all-time favorite sort of daydream type of power is the uh, ability to time travel. I would super, super like to be able to time travel. Future, past, I want to be able to go everywhere and see everything. So so Dr. Strange. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to be able to look forward into the future and tell everybody what's going to be going on in the future. But guess what?
0: Can't. There's a funny thing. But Hello. I don't want to do spoilers because there's a funny thing going around with the Mandalorian and time travel.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no spoilers.
0: I'm not going to do that because it's a Spoiler.
1: Yeah, no spoilers.
0: Future episodes, I'll talk about that. But
1: yeah, we can't
2: handle Star Wars and superheroes in the same episode. Yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. That's a lot of Disney.
1: Although I did notice that she threw in the whole um, lightsaber versus Wolverine Claws. And mm-hmm. that was that, that was like a clash of worlds It was for me. clashing worlds. Yeah. Well,
0: they're all going to start merging together, right? <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more that goes into a recession and... This was very high level. Not every recession is the same. It's not oh, yeah. a cookie cutter thing that it's like. They're just not
1: always the same size. They're not always the same length. You know, they're they're not always going to have the same impact on the same industries. There, there are some, you know, there are always going to be some variations.
0: I don't know why this stuck in my head, but it's, it's almost one of those like, okay, a tornado is coming for you. Well, you know, last time you weren't prepared. Your walls were falling off your house, things like that. So it's going to hit you much harder. This time you're in a much stronger house, like things are more in place. And so, yeah, it may hit you, but the impact isn't, it's going to be as bad because you have a stronger foundation when the storm hits you. That is the most off-the-wall, craziest analogy I came up with, but it popped in my head for some reason.
1: And we're going to run with it, baby.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like
1: like, like Helen Hunt and Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton in uh, in Twister. We're running. Yeah. I mean, we're I just ge- running.
0: I guess I should have done like a superhero or something. Like Magneto is going to show up, but no, no worries. We have no metal on us. Like we're going to be okay. You know, he's not going to suck us up or something. This time he's not going to impact us as bad because we don't have the metal on us like last time. <laughs>
1: The whole you, you want to try one more? <laughs> Just give give it to me a shot. Star Wars one. Day. Come on. No,
0: we're not doing Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, silliness or not, it's how you're prepared. Mm-hmm it's everything is just be prepared for it. Be aware of it. Do not put your head in the sand and be like, I just, I don't want to talk about recession. Let's not talk about it. Be an adult about it. Figure out what you need to do to make sure no matter what happens, recession, growth, depression, any, any aspect of the economic cycle that you're prepared that you can weather the storm. And that's also why you work with someone like us. You know, you call, advisor and get advice and have someone kind of talk you off the ledge because it is scary. And especially when you're talking about your future and your money, you get nervous. So have a good partner that can kind of help you make sure you're on the right track and can explain to you what's actually happening and how something can happen. But none of us you know, sitting in this room, sitting, listening to this. None of us are superheroes. None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. We have no idea. We are speculating off of, you know, what's happened in the past, what's been historic results. So we're riding this storm with you of what could happen or couldn't happen. And all I can say is that we're going to figure it out day by day. We're going to, you know, Be prepared to whichever direction things go, but do not think that recession is just some scary word that you need to go hide in the closet.
2: All right. Before we wrap the episode, I think it's important for us to differentiate a recession and a depression for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier in the show, we said that uh, a recession requires two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. What is a depression?
1: Okay. Let me start, and then I'll let Katie actually answer the question, but I want to define a couple of things in there that you just said so that people have a a better idea of what it is we're talking about. So a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, which basically means, uh, what is a quarter? That's three months, so it's at least six months of shrinking of the economy, shrinking of the gross domestic product of the economy, of the United States economy for us. So that's, that's what that means, is, is six consecutive months, or two consecutive quarters would be six consecutive months shrinkage. Yeah. What is a depression?
0: I mean, we're going to do a whole episode on depression, but mm-hmm. that is ultimate. That is in-game, essentially, if we're comparing it to superheroes. You know, this is very severe. There is actually not a true definition of what a depression is. It is at least a year, mm-hmm. so four quarters. Four quarters, 12 months. Just, yeah, complete downturn in, you know, the GDP. It's around a 10% drop in the GDP, and it's a decline of simultaneously length of period you know, think about the Great Depression that lasted ten years mm. and was a huge, huge hit. And so, when you hear recession, it does not mean depressions immediately following. It.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no.
0: So, just as you know, Cam pointed out earlier, like we've you know had recessions that pop up sporadically. It's kind of almost like a little like okay, here's our here's our annual little cold to kind of reset and you know take a breather and then come back to it and get going again. Mm. Depression is something that that's a horse of a different color. You do not want to get into Ooh, that.
1: Making a callback to an early I know. season I, one. I haven't said that in forever.
0: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, depressions, the poor stock, stock market performance, high unemployment, high inflation risk, declining home sales. Decli- I mean, it's just everything is just to hell in a handbasket. It is bad. Mm. But we are going to do an episode about depression. Um, you know, talk about the Great Depression. Talk about I mean, what I, it is.
1: We could do financial depression, and we could also do, do like mental depression. <laughs> we could cover them all. We'll just double depressed, <laughs> double it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up. To have our podcast delivered directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, please feel free to go to our website. We've got our bios up over there. We've got some pictures, and we've also got a place you can interact with us. Leave us a comment or suggest a topic that you'd like to hear us talk more about. If you like pictures, boy, do we have the pictures. Those pictures are available on Instagram, as they are with all humanity now. Our Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast, and our Twitter handle is at Bullcast Podcast as well. We also have a Facebook page. That page is Bullcast The Podcast. And uh, then finally, ladies and gentlemen, Cameron Katie and I all work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors and uh, if you'd like to find out more about what it is we do and uh, more about our amazing team and about our boss David Pickler then please feel free to go to our website picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an o not an e ladies and gentlemen we've given you a lot to think about today what would be your superpower Yeah, you know what it is. Okay, so I've given you plenty to be going on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Kim. And blink like a teleportation, we are out.